I'm not going to go back a couple years and say, what about Mookie? And most recently, what about Xander Bogarts? And particularly, depending on who you talk to about the Mookie situation. Well, I am going to do it's, this. It's an equation of whether you, you think that he really wanted to be here or not. Like, depending on who you talk to. 11 years, 333 million, they would have. I mean, I don't know. It it seems like it seems like that might have gotten the job done. Uh, Let's see what Rob Bradford thinks about all this from the award winning Bradford show. And of course, all the uh, great work he does here and at Odyssey. Uh, Bradford, how you doing, my friend? Are you calling me about my Hall of Fame ballot reveal today? Is, yes. that, is that what you're calling me about? No. That's what we'd like to know. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe yeah. you got Shoeless Joe for that. That's impressive. Shoeless Joe, that was pretty great. Yes. Uh, Brad Vogt. Oh, it's, it's, it's a conversation for another time. I understand <laughs> yes. that. 11 years, $331 million, Big signing bonus. Uh, were you, uh, especially after we saw that, that little $17.5 million one-year deal to avoid arbitration, did you see this one coming or were you as surprised as the rest of us? No, I don't think you could see it coming because they didn't prove that they would ever go to this length. And now they have, and so good for them. And I think that the the deal yesterday meant nothing to me. It meant absolutely nothing. I mean, you're just, this is sort of, you're going to get the deal done. He got paid a little bit more than a lot of people projected, good for them. And you were here whispers, okay, well, you're talking, you're talking, you're talking, but we've heard that a million different times, and I can give you a million reasons why I still wouldn't be optimistic, including that they just weren't going to the lengths it took to get the guys that, that they were going after. But now they have. You've got to, as, as Megan said, I mean, you can't complain about, you know, the, getting whatever the order was that you ordered. I mean, this is what we wanted. This is what everyone said. You have to do that. And that's exactly what you did. And, um, and to me, it's about it landed exactly probably what he was asking. They didn't get it over on him at all. They didn't get any sort of deal for him. That time had come and gone a long time ago. Mm. He had all the leverage. And so there you go. He's, he got his deal. Bradfo, so happy to have you on. Wondering whether you can tie any, um, I guess, relationship between what the franchise just saw happen with Xander in terms of miscalculations that they might have had handling that player to being proactive here, you know, a year ahead of free agency and making this deal today? Yeah, I don't think they could play any game. They knew that they couldn't play games anymore. And, you know, I thought they weren't going to play games with Bogarts when they said that was plan A, because when you hear the Red Sox, this ownership group say something's plan A, usually the they, they do what it takes to get them, and they did, did the opposite of that. They didn't come close. But in this case, clearly ownership came in and said, whatever we need to do to get this deal done, because we flat out cannot afford to lose this guy. And not only because we can't afford to lose this guy on the field, but we got too many little Rafi Dever shirts out there in the stands that are going to turn into Trevor Story shirts, and there's going to be half as many of them. That's the reality of this situation. They knew that. Ownership knew that. Um, and I, I've said this all along. Yeah, we give High and Bloom a lot of heat. But at the end of the day, like if any GM, if the owners say, we're going to give you all this money and do with it what you want, they're going to spend the money. And I think that was the case here. With that being said, what about Rafael Devers was uh, more worthy of an extension like this than, say, Xander Bogarts or, say, Mookie Betts a couple years ago? Well, it's two different things. I think they always valued Rafi Devers over Bogarts. And obviously it's easy to say because he's younger and so forth and so on. But when we're looking at long-term deals, I think they always thought that 
Devers was the guy. If they were going to pay money to one guy, it was always going to be Devers. The Mookie thing's interesting because obviously it lined it up exactly where they were with Mookie. At this time, Bloom had taken over. He trades Mookie about, you know, about right into February, which would have been a month from now. And so you ask, well, what was the difference? Why didn't you have this money for Mookie Betts? Because I don't think anyone would argue. I'd rather have Mookie Betts than Rafael Devers. I mean, just overall, that's who I would rather have. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. They wouldn't. They weren't really to, to go to the lengths with Mookie Betts back then. This is according to Heim Bloom because he said we didn't have the farm system, we didn't have the support system, we didn't have the rest of the roster, the guys coming up, which you're going to get the best years of that player that you signed in the big contract with the support of a lot of young players. They didn't feel like they had that, so they didn't feel like they were in position to, to, to give that sort of contract. Asked when, how things have changed with Rafi Devers. He said, the farm system's better. We're in a better position. We're ready to spend this sort of money. This is what he told me back in September. It's what he said again about a couple of weeks ago. Um, and he clearly felt that way because they spent the money. So you say that about back in September, and then we see what falls apart with Xander when he goes to free agency. I'm looking back to reports uh, from the Red Sox last year that were citing the eight-year, $168 million deal between Matt Olson and Atlanta as something that at the time they were looking at uh, with with Raphael Devers. So I'm wondering, does this is this just a one-off for this particular player, or might this present a new stage in them building out this team, a new way that the, that ownership or Bloom or Together are thinking about how they're going to spend their money in building this team into a contender? No, I think that they're, you're still going to see them doing business as they've done business, which is frustrating to a ah, lot of people. Radford, why I would think, you say, can, I, can you let us know, be happy I, for a minute? I know. Well, okay. They're gonna, you know what they're going to do? They're going to sign Shohei Itani. Oh, nice. Does awesome. that make you feel good? Yeah. There you go. Uh, but this is, to me, this is an outlier. And the reason it's an outlier was because, what I said before, they couldn't afford to lose him. They just simply couldn't afford to lose him. And, and let's, not, let's not mistake things here. This is not a perfect player. This is a guy who's had some conditioning issues, a guy who's coming off a year that was, you know, it was pretty good, but it wasn't dominant. It wasn't a top 10, you know, MVP, I don't think. And so he's a good player. Like, you have to, but you had no other choice because you needed a foundation player. You needed a foundation player on the field. You needed a foundation player for the business model, you needed to get this done. And by the way, you had lost all the leverage with the guy. You had no other choice. All the all the all the cards were with with Rafael Devers. He had all the leverage in this thing. The Red Sox knew it. So when you talk about the Matt Olson deal, well, they 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 had to put that in the rearview mirror. The slow playing it was not going to work. They had to come to Rafael Devers level. We're talking with Brad Foe. Um, how many years of this 11-year extension do you think Devers will be playing third base? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I'll say half. It's ambitious, I half. think. That's an ambitious answer. Yeah, you know, but I'll say, I'll say this. You know, I, I think that he, last year, you know, he got a lot better at third. We, and, I'm, you know, we can't ignore that. He got a lot better. The bigger issue here is going to be the conditioning. It just is. That it is, he's really had to fight the whole conditioning thing even throughout his first 25 years of his life. 
And yeah, he comes in pretty decent shape and everything else. But you know, he's if he wants to stay at third base, he's going to have to stay in decent in decent condition. But uh, yeah, it's a good question. But right now, you know, for at least for the next few years, that's your third base. Bradfield, I've said that I, I like the proactive nature of this deal, but you bring up that conditioning a couple times. Mm. Is there any concern about, okay, he gets the massive fat paycheck now. Does some of that discipline maybe fall off a little bit? Have you seen it in players across all the sports? Yeah, I mean, you like to think he wouldn't, but it's something that you ha- has to be on the radar. You know, the other part about it is that his guy, you know, is gone. Like this is <laughs> Xander Bogarts is gone, and and we know that now that that he wasn't going to say, "Oh, Xander Bogarts gone. I'm not sticking around." Yeah, sure. You know that it, money. It all, this is how it always works. You give the years, you give the money. Usually, it works out. But you know, with Xander, Xander was a great mentor to him, a great friend to him, and I know he has other friends in the team. But it's it's a legitimate concern to bring up. I don't think there's any question about it. I mean this. The guy isn't in great shape for 25 years old, and and he's he's I think he's got a pretty good work ethic. I think he works at it, but he has to work at it. So it's something to definitely keep on the radar. All right, um, let's uh, let's now take stock of what's happened here in this off season. You got a new closer. Devers is locked up. You made some moves on the uh, periphery. What's next? Oh man, <laughs> well they keep saying there's going to be a trade, right? Right. I mean, there's, there's, the problem is, though, is that they don't want to trade any of their good players. And so I don't know if you know that, but science suggests that if you don't trade good players, you don't get back good players. And, uh, and so that's, a, that's an issue. I don't think, you know, other than, you know, some of the guys like Tanner Houck might have some value. Some of the guys maybe have a little bit of value. Verdugo might have some value. But the trades aren't, if you want to get the impactful guy, that's, I think that's a big ask. All we know is this. This is two, there's sort of three levels of this offseason for them. They absolutely failed the first one, which is they had all this money to spend mm. and they didn't get you know, any of the top 25 free agents. Okay, that's coming on. They got some decent players in Yoshida and J- Kenley Jansen and Justin Turner and these guys. That's fine. Okay, that's great. But that's not what we're talking about. You need foundation guys when you lose foundation guys. The other part is Devers. All right, you passed that one. Now the only one that we have to wait on and see is how are you going to actually do what you said you're going to do is trade and maybe take on some salaries instead of getting the five guys for the one guy, actually get the one guy to give up the five guys. Brad Foe, uh given the way that the last season went and that we have uh, on this show talked to Alex Cora about how he doesn't intend to be a career uh, manager do you think that this having Rafi around, you know, having a long-term deal with him uh, anchors anything with Alex in terms of, uh, you know, sticking around perhaps uh, more than one more season, two more seasons? I think it's a good question because I think if you lose Devers, that conversation gets a little, uh, well, a lot more awkward because, you know, at the end of the day, any manager, any man, especially a manager in Boston who's won a World Series, they want to win, and they want the players who are going to actually make you win. And in this division, this division got tough from top to bottom. So you better allocate some resources to winning. And if you're not doing that and you're Alex Cora, well, you know, in, in a couple of years, if Devers left, 
you know, that's a tough pill to swallow. And, and, and he's probably looking at maybe looking at other places or other jobs or whatever it is. If there isn't that idea that, hey, we're all in it to win it, if he does have other options. But I think it's a good question. I do think the Devers thing makes a big, big difference in that respect. It makes a big listen. Let's be honest. The Devers thing is a huge thing because, A, immediately you stop the bleeding when it comes to ticket sales. And, B, you always need foundational guys, and you were able to keep one of them, no question about it. All right, Bradfo, before we let you go, any truth to the rumor that this is all a result of uh, John Henry getting booed at the Winter Classic? <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a feeling that, you know, uh, at the, if he showed up to the Raphael Devers press conference and walked in the pre- went to the parking lot, you probably get some of the same reaction regardless. So there's, there's, uh, there's, once Bogart's left, there's a lot of fence, fences to mend. Um, and and this, this season coming up, you know, it's still going to be an uphill battle in terms of getting the fan base on board. And yeah. they can. In 2013, they did. But remember, 2013, it took a, a while to do it. But this was certainly a huge, huge step in the right direction. One real quick follow-up. Does this salvage Chaim Bloom's uh, reputation in town, at least for the time being? Oh, I think I think Time Bloom's reputation is going to be salvaged and defined whether or not they win this year. And I hate to like say that in such a general term, but it's it really is. It helps. It certainly if Devers leaves, I mean his Q rating isn't great, but but still, I think that this is this is it's going to, how Heim Bloom is doing things is still the way Heim Bloom wants to do things. And if that works out and that turns into wins then it's going to be okay. But if it doesn't, because they're not running isolations for Rafael Devers. He needs eight other guys there. And and we're going to find out if he has the right eight other guys to actually win. All right. Well, then we'll leave it right there. Rob Bradford, thanks so much for taking some time uh, tonight. Great to hear from you. And uh, good on the Red Sox for their big All right. signing. <laughs> All right. Always a pleasure. See you guys. All right. Thanks, that's Brad Phone joining us here yeah. on uh, Arcandon Mego. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and wrap things up next here on the program.